Hello, folks out there. This episode of the podcast is partnered by Audible. Greg, you know what I love about Audible? What do you love about Audible, I don't have to pick up a book anymore and carry it around with me. In fact, I carry it around in my phone, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They literally keep thousands of titles right on your phone, accessible at any time, when you're driving, when you're cooking, when you're mowing the lawn, changing a diaper, doesn't matter. It's all right there at your fingertips, John. They've got podcasts, they've got lectures, they've got some like health and wellness and like fitness series on there that if you just are looking for something to fill that gap, like you're not getting into a book right now, it's all there for you, man. If you're a member, Greg, what's cool about it is you get three titles per month. The first one, you can pick whatever you want. Like I've said, I'll probably start hitting up some of those health and wellness books. And then what's awesome is they have two Audible exclusives exclusives folks you can't get it anywhere else it's true that is very true so if you guys want to get on the audible train you can go to audibletrial.com slash j-a-t-g that stands for johnny and the greg hook yourself up with a 30-day free trial no promises no nothing if you don't like it which i can't imagine you're not going to like it um it, you can cancel at any time but the great thing about that is the books you get during your free trial or if at any time those books are yours like you get to keep them you can listen to them non-stop anytime all the time sounds like a deal to me man so if you guys are smart like i know you guys are because you already listened to this podcast sign yourself up guys what do you got to lose it's 30-day free trial yeah. and it's books it's knowledge you gotta drink it up it is so one more time, it is audibletrial.com slash J-A-T-G. Back at it again, hopefully better than ever. Johnny and the Greg, how's it going, G? I'm I'm doing all right. It's it's it the crazy. First time I've ever called you G. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what came over me there. Um, I usually reserve that for my daughter. Actually, I just call oh. her G. Um, yep, G. How you doing, Bud? Doing all right. It's uh, it's been a crazy, crazy bit of time here um because we're at what are we at the end of april are we in the may now um of april well we're getting there yeah it's it's uh it's been nuts my my job did a bunch of crazy changes and my you know title change work responsibilities change stuff like that so i've just been kind of spinning a little bit but overall it's been good like i'm looking forward to the summer me too, man. Me too. Some, some, I can't wait till the yeah the chill is out of the air a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So, um, just FYI to out people out there, if you haven't like hit the like button yet or subscribed, please do so now. We would greatly appreciate that. That helps us out. Yeah. Um, this episode is coming out this week. The next episode is going to be basically we're gonna meet. Uh, well, you guys are gonna actually meet. Greg's oldest daughter, Kate. We're gonna go over mm-hmm. slangs of uh, the um, the teenage, the current teenage, same. Yep. Yeah, 
Yeah. Because we're old now and we don't know what our kids are talking about. So, right. so if you guys happen to catch on catch up on this lingo, good for you. Um, but that'll be coming the following week because I will be going on vacation, which I'm very excited about. So uh-huh. heading to Florida to go to a wedding. I've never been to the Florida Keys, so I'm really excited about. Oh, you're going down the Keys. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So that nice. should be fun. Uh, it is my first time with my little girl going on a plane and going to a completely different state. Like we've, we've done drives to Wisconsin. Ooh. Yeah. But, yeah. And ears don't pop when you're driving to Wisconsin, but they no. don't want a plane. Yes, so they will. so that, I have to explain that to my daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Should it be could, fun. Should be load up whatever iPad phone, whatever she watches stuff on, mm-hmm. get that good and loaded. Cause it, it could be fine mm-hmm. or, or it could be hell. Yes. And if it's hell for you, it's hell for everybody on that. Yeah, I know. That's that's what I'm worried about is the plane. I'm not worried about anything else. I'm worried about the plane. Uh-huh. Could she keep her mask on for a long time? <clears throat> yeah, she, she's actually very good at it now. Okay. Okay. So um, that's, that's that's one less struggle you'll have. Yeah. The mask thing, it's been a while, but since I pointed out to her that, hey, everybody has to wear it, uh-huh. then she's kind of on board for it. So um, that's not getting as bad as it used to be so she's getting used to that it's just i don't know how we're gonna like most of her pad thing there which is funny because i said i'd never get her one of those things at this age but (laughs) here i am getting her i'm finding myself doing that a lot with parenting actually is that i i said i wouldn't ever do this and i find myself doing it now i remember you and i have a conversation i don't even even know if she was born yet and you were just like, I never want to lie to my kids. And I just yeah. started laughing. I'm like, you lie to your kids every day. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you say the word maybe to get them to stop bothering you, you are lying to your kids. Yeah, no, I, this is going to come off wrong, but I really, I fuck around with her a lot. I tell her all this shit all the time. Like, I think she, she's in this habit now of she remotely feels any type of discomfort there's an immediate need for a Band-Aid. Yes. Got to give her all this attention. And so I started telling her stuff like, oh, God, we're going to have to cut this off. All right, let me go get the <laughs> knife. You know, and she'll freak out and like, doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, then we're good. So I guess I'm I'm lying. I'm teasing. So the best thing is when your kids get a little older and, and they're still doing the Band-Aid thing. Like, yeah. like, oh, I have a scrape or a cut or whatever. Like, I need a Band-Aid. And you go, is it bleeding? No. Then why do you need a Band-Aid? Right. And they're just looking at you like, um, I don't, isn't that what you're supposed to do? Like, if it's not bleeding, what's the Band-Aid, what's the Band-Aid going to do? Yeah. Uh, uh, I think it's like a placebo effect for them. Oh, totally. Placebo. Placebo. Yeah. All right, man. So, I've heard some, I've heard some things out in the interwebs. Okay. There was an article with Chris Hemsworth, and I don't know exactly where the article is. I actually, um, but I heard him, I read it this week, where he was, it wasn't, he wasn't bashing anybody, but he was 
drawing a, a, a comparison that I never really thought about. What he was basically saying was, for the people out there that gain 50 pounds of fat for a, for a role in a movie or, like, uh, go the other way, extremely the other way. Like, with Matt Damon, when he was in, what was that one movie where he plays a very small role, but he was showing the effects of guilt in, in the military. And I remember him talking on Oprah how he would run five miles every day and he only ate egg whites. That's all he did. Okay. And so he got down to a sickly weight. Um, the v- most famous one I can think of is Christian Bale. Christian with Bale. Chest. In the, yeah. In the, yeah. I mean, that was. And the thing about that is that he, I mean, he was unhealthy. I mean, he looked. Yeah. Anorexic. Right. And, 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 and I don't say that uh, as a euphemism. I mean, he literally looked like his life was in danger because of yeah. how skinny he was. And right. then he completely did a 180 for Buffed Batman. Up. Batman. Yeah. Batman Begins. Right. To the point where there's a, a beginning of, of Batman Begins where he's like on the columns and he's fighting like two guys and doing yeah. blocks and stuff. To the point where he looked like he was getting to be that super thick kind of muscular. Yeah. Um, more of a power lifter build than, uh, than like the superhero build, you know, quote right. unquote. Yeah. Um, and then he had to like pair back and yeah. lose more weight again. So he like has yo-yoed how many times? Yeah. Well, he's, um, he's, especially in his mind. Yeah. And, and then he, then he played, he's, Dick he's a, or he is like a, that. he's a Huge. method actor, man. He is a yeah. thespian at heart. He is like. Oh, I need to feel like I need to feel what it's like to get my teeth pulled out. I mean, I'm, when I go to the dentist, I'm going to have him pull out a tooth without, yeah. you know, Novocaine, so I know what it feels like. He's that type of guy. Um, but anyway, what Hemsworth was saying was that the people that either gain weight unhealthy wise, and I mean, like they gain fat, like 50 pounds of fat for a roll, or they lose uh, mm-hmm. 200 pounds for a roll, they get almost more of a wow, what an actor versus a guy who uh, puts on 20, 30 pounds of muscle. Right. And he says, you know, when when people like that put on the muscle, all of a sudden they're not really considered as good an actor as the people that have gone the other direction. And I thought it was mm-hmm. a really interesting point because he's right. I don't, you don't give a lot of props for people like you go, oh, good, he gained weight. Like, oh, wow, he, he looks muscular. But all of a sudden, when you see somebody like, again, Christian Bale in The Machinist, you're like, oh, my God, this guy is so committed. Right. You know. Uh, I actually found the article um, on uh, Yahoo News, actually. Okay. Um, part of their insider. Yeah, you got his exact quote? Um, I'm looking for it now. I will post what I found in the description as well. Um it says Marvel star Chris Hemsworth says there's a difference in how actors are perceived when they build muscle for a role versus when they lose an unhealthy amount of weight for a job. Yeah. There's an, there's an aesthetic that the role requires. He, uh, he told this to the telegraph about his physical appearance for playing Thor. Uh, he said bodybuilding is seen as vanity whereas if I put on a bunch of unhealthy weight or got unhealthily skinny for a role, I'd uh, probably be called a serious actor. Which and is funny because he actually did. If you remember that movie that he was in there with the, I think the it's surfer. Face, 
No, 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 no. It was based on Moby Dick. Him and Tom Holland were in it. Oh, yes. That, um, shoot. Heart of the Sea or something? Heart of the Sea, yes. Yeah, uh, where the, like, they're like on a lifeboat after the whale, after Moby Dick destroys the boat. Yeah. They're on a, and it's, it's the Heart of the Sea is actually the story that Moby Dick was based off of, and then they made a movie about it. So, it, but yes, that's this, yeah. the idea is that they're a white whale destroyed their ship. But I'm sure if you look up right now on on pictures, I'm sure if you show up uh, Heart of the Sea, Chris Hemsworth, like, wait, he lost lost a ton of weight for that. Yeah. Uh, I remember that. Um, He got really skinny, actually. But um, actually, I remember hearing his trainer talk about how he he only had to, he was only on 500 calories during that time. Mm -hmm. A day, 500 calories a day. But anyway, I, I think going back to this article, he makes a great point. He does. He really does. Yeah. Um, when we see, I mean, these guys that do like the superhero workout, mm-hmm. uh, and they're, they're doing it for these mega blockbusters, mm-hmm. but because the role is for a Thor film yeah. Yeah. or, or something Black like Adam. that. Yeah. Batman, they're, Superman. they're not, they're not seen as a serious actor where, if someone else does it for a role, like if they if they get fat to play a politician, yes. Oh my God, he's so committed. Right. Look, look what he did. Look what he put himself through. Yeah. And that's it's kind of ridiculous because <clears throat> as a chubby guy, I can tell you that I didn't suffer to get here. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I was getting up in the morning and like, oh man, gotta put in the work. Pancakes and waffles. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> what are you doing? Donuts and bacon. I mean, come on. Yeah. Meanwhile, Hemsworth is like putting in work. Yeah, he's putting in work. And guys, look, um, I don't have to tell a lot of you out there. Anybody that's tried to get in, into any type of shape, superhero wise, it's a tough thing to do. Um, but it's also a tough thing to only eat 500 calories a day and. Yeah. come across like you're starved but uh what these actors do to their bodies is um it's hard either way um mm-hmm. so i think he makes a great point there that we shouldn't uh the only thing i'm going to say is i can't i'm interested to see natalie portman in the thor movie because mm-hmm. we've seen small little snippets of pictures from afar and she looks like she's gotten buff like yeah. she got big well um, it What's interesting as I read through this article, and you sprung this on me, I didn't get a chance yeah. to read this um, beforehand. But he he talks about, you know, part of the work is based off the costume. So, like in Thor, if he's if it's if the costume is showing bare arms, then he's got to hit his arms hard. Yeah, um, and he doesn't have to wear. Which kind of explains, like, have you ever seen his? lower extremities like, yeah you were ripping on him a little bit with that uh, well because and, and and i was ripping on him you're absolutely right i was because i'm like look at those chicken legs because yeah. <laughs> he doesn't like does he never i mean do like squats or leg day or you know calf raises or anything i'm but I, this sounds stupid i'm coming to the defense of this man which i don't need to but he does for sure i've he's always pushing sleds he's always um, right. 
doing the, something. Actually, I've always seen him. He's always doing something. But I know what you're going for. Go ahead. The, Sorry. It makes sense, though. They're, yes. they're not focusing on making his legs massive. Correct. Because how often do you see Thor's legs? Right. You know what's no. going to be interesting is if he's also, he's kind of buffing up for Thor as well as Hulk, Hulk Hogan. Hogan. That, I definitely want to see him in that role because that's the role I think where people will take him seriously as an actor. Um, no, I also saw, um, oh, the hotel one shit, uh, where he played like a bad guy villain. And oh yeah, that was awesome. Was, El yeah, Royale. Oh Royale. yeah. Tr- trouble at the El Royale. It's the first time um, he's ever spoke with an English accent. Yes. And did so well. That's a good sorry, movie. I'm sorry. American accent, not English yeah. American accent. I, I, I caught you. You're good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I think this Hulk Hogan piece is going to be, sorry, my wife is still texting me. Um, I think, I think that this, uh, this Hogan piece, if they play it off, like I think they should, um, you're going to see more drama and more emotion from him than, than we've seen before. Yeah, I agree. I I actually don't have a problem with his acting. I thought he did a good job. I I he's kind of getting. I don't want to say he's getting typecast, but he's be, he's a movie star where you don't go to see him like a, Gary Oldman. In my opinion, is considered a a, a fantastic actor. The guy mm-hmm. that's the voice right now for Omni Man in Invincible, fantastic actor. I forgot J.K. Simmons. Oh, J.K. Simmons. Yeah. Yes. Um, those are guys where. You love them. They can be the cuddly dad in one movie. The next, they're in. They're a drill instructor yeah. from hell. Um, I don't think Chris Hemsworth ever is going to go that way. He can. I think he's going to play a good bad guy. I think he's going to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played a good bad guy. I think he's obviously going to play a great hero. Have you seen J.K. Simmons lately? Yeah, he got huge. He actually oh, fit. He, he got he fit. fit. That's a better word. He got fit. But I mean, I, and of course, like the one picture I saw, he was in the middle. He was oh, like mid. He's yeah. mid curl. Which, yeah. if you work out at all, I mean, I I who haven't worked out in numerous years, if you caught me mid curl, you'd be like, that dude's got muscles in his arms. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but uh, he he was kind of, uh, he was bigger. He had, he had like a he had the dad gut in um, the George Clooney movie. Uh, with Anna Kendrick, um, air up there. I think is that the name of it. I have um, no idea. They they go around firing people for their jobs. Um, and J.K. Simmons uh, was in it, and it was like he was he was supposed to be like at the end of his career, kind of right. like. And he he looked it, and then he got the role of. Well, everybody thought he was doing it for the role of Jim Gordon. Gordon. Yeah, well, well, I said he, he wasn't. Said, He's like, no, I just need to get in shape because yeah. I'm completely out of shape. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Yeah. So, I, yeah. So, I guess if you guys have a chance, I think we are going to hook it up. We're going to put the uh, the article up in the, uh, in the description below on our YouTube channel. So, check that out if you're – because I think he makes a good point. I think he's uh-huh. right. Um, and, B, you, you brought up Natalie Portman. I'm going to be interested to see – for her version of Thor, yes. What? What are, are they going to keep her costume true to 
Jane Foster's costume in the comics, or are they going to do something weird? And are they going to over-sexualize it is, is what I'm worried about. Okay. Um, my first question as a man to a man is why are you worried about it? My second question is I don't, I think they're going to, it depends in the story. If they go with who is this new Thor versus, Oh, it's Jane. Mm -hmm. Are they going to go, which way are they going to go with that? Um, I think just like men are six pack, the superhero build is, Mm -hmm. is, I mean, I guess we could go this way. Isn't that, isn't that kind of like, you know, over-sexualizing a guy? It It is, but I, I'm wondering, I wonder how they're going to play it off. Are they going to like, like getting Chris Hemsworth's shirt off in Thor has become a staple, like from the right. very first Thor hates, film. By the way, I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, from the very first Thor film, like, I mean, he's jacked. How, how are we going yes. to show that off? Right. I, I feel like they're going to want to do that with Natalie Portman, but they're not going to have a shirt off topless moment with Natalie Portman. And if they do, I can see them catching, catching some shit. They're not going to go topless, not topless. No, but, but you mean yeah. like her and her bra getting changed? Yeah. Yeah. Like just Let to show, question. like to show off her. That's muscles? a good point. They never, like, they never do that for a woman. Not in the Marvel films though. But they never do that. In, I've never seen them do that in a movie for a woman. I've seen them show like the the biggest the one I remember that was pretty buff was uh, Linda Hamilton in Terminator Two. Okay, like I remember them showing her muscles. Well, like when she they showed in, her doing doing pull ups. Yeah, right. yeah, and you know, so you saw she was in shape. Yeah. I, I just I can't I can't remember the last time they've purposely had a a girl like changing to show her muscles. They've done it a hundred times to show her how sexy her body is, but well, not they they do it, they just don't do it in like major blockbusters. I mean Gina Carano's okay. been in some I, I don't think films. I don't think I don't think they're gonna go that route, but who knows? Yeah. Um it would seem out of place. It would, and I think they had to do a lot of things, and I think they really had to sell it back for Natalie Portman to come back, to be honest, because I thought she was very happy leaving. I thought she was, too. Like, the fact that they brought her back, I was like, oh. Yeah. All right. I was shocked by that. But the, the reason I brought up Natalie Portman is because this is my little, if I'm going to nitpick something, I'm going to nitpick this. Okay. It's going to show me, okay, gal why couldn't you do that for wonder woman because i see wonder woman as like how i oh, think that's the kind of fit yeah, yeah. she's an amazon like if you looked at every one of her other amazonian counterparts they were yeah muscular. they, they, were they brought in some bodybuilding women yes for sure they, but uh, i know a couple of them were crossfit athletes yeah yeah and i know um even the girl, I, I don't remember the, the name of the actress, but, oh, Robin Wright. I think it was Robin Wright. Yeah. yeah. Okay. She looked buffer than Gail. Normal. Gray. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why they did that with her. I mean, other than somebody thought possibly they wanted to keep uh, her level of femininity, which 
to a broad audience would mean not buff. Yeah. But with Thor, it's kind of the accepted, although Captain, they, they should have did a costume change with Cap when he picked up Mjolnir. Um, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Like that would make sense. I know what you're saying. In, in the Marvel comics, anybody who picks up Mjolnir has like some version of Thor's costume. Yeah. Um, but it didn't, well, and it didn't happen with Cap in the comics either. He just picked it up and right. tossed it back to Thor. Yeah. That's interesting. But, but yeah, I mean, her, I think partially her getting buff is because she's going to spend some time with Thor's powers and they needed to show that that's. That's, That's what happens. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, I, I just that was the one thing that bothered me about Wonder Woman, but I'll move on. <laughs> anyway. The one thing. The one thing. If yeah. If we're talking about Wonder Woman too, I've got a lot of No, no, nineteen eighty four we're not talking. We're talking about the first one. Um mm-hmm. uh there was also another article I read this week. Um, there's the NFL draft coming up and I'm a big draft nerd, but I haven't gotten into it this year as much as I usually do because I oh. think it's the years of throwing my hat down and going, the bears picked that guy, what? <laughs> you know, and then okay. watching yeah. almost every draft pick that I just put my head in my hands of, of, and just crying my beer after they, uh, <laughs> anyway, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go there. So the first pick this year, without a doubt, is supposed to go to um, a quarterback from Clemson. His name is Trevor Lawrence. He looks like Sunshine from uh, Remember the Titans. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. long, flowy hair. Mm-hmm. He looks like a surfer dude. Grew up in Atlanta, so that's kind of funny that here's this surfer. He looks just like you. Like, oh, that dude grew up in Long Beach. That's what you okay. would think. Yeah. Okay. Um, there was a Sports Illustrated article that came out. And they were talked to him. And he said basically that, no, I have nothing to prove to anybody. I don't, I'm not the type of guy that has a chip on my shoulder. Um, that doesn't bother me. And I guess throughout the article, and I didn't read the article, I just heard the sport pundits talk about this. But in the article, what he basically was saying was that football isn't his life. He could walk away tomorrow and be very happy he could um win or lose doesn't really matter to him um he says and he kind of said he kind of said look i i don't want this to take away by how much i love football and how much it means to me but it's not the end of the world Okay. okay which if that's my son i'm very proud yeah if that's my quarterback I'm a little worried. <laughs> I'm just going to be that. And okay. it made me really think to myself, okay, wait a second now. God, to be the best of the best in a dog-eat-dog world, mm-hmm. you have to be, like, what's the price of success? And I think this, uh, the price of it is obsession. Like, I know Michael Jordan was obsessed Tom Brady, without a doubt, is stupidly obsessed. Yes. Um, and I think that's what people look for. And 
again, like I said, if he's my son, I'm proud of him that he's not putting all of his ba- uh, eggs in one basket and then mm-hmm. he realizes there's life after football. But if I'm his head coach or I'm his wide receiver or he's my player on my favorite team, I'm concerned. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. I mean, if I think kudos to him for having his priorities in order. Um, I don't think that really worked out well for some other quarterbacks like Colin Kaepernick or Tim Tebow or, you know, Jacob. Yeah. (laughs) But just that idea of, hey, football's not life, man. There's a lot more to it out there and I I can do a lot of different stuff. Um, And those guys aren't playing football right now. No. none None of those guys we mentioned are playing football right now. Right. At least not professionally. Um, so I could, I don't, I mean, you're still the number one draft pick. I mean, you're going to go in. I think he's trying to maybe. Uh, I trying think to, he made his first mistake of being honest. That's what I think. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm, but I think maybe he's trying to just keep his expectations low of like, yeah, I'm the number one draft pick. That doesn't mean I'm automatically going to be a success in the NFL. Like I need to, this kid's history, he's never not been number one in anything. Right. Like he was the number one high school recruit. He was the number one freshman in college. He was the number one, like he's the number one pick. He, when Mm -hmm. he went to the quarterback camp, he was the number one prospect. Like this kid's never not been number one. Right. So I understand the not having a chip on my shoulder because when you're number one, there's nothing to chip. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like no one's sitting there telling you nope. you can't do this. You've never been picked second, so you don't really know what that's exactly. like. Exactly. So I understand that point of view. What I don't understand is the, it's not my life. Yeah. Cause it, it is your life. <laughs> it's it you needs know. to be. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Look, that's, that's not. Again, if my son wanted to be a football player, I would tell him how bad do you how yeah, how bad do you want to suffer? Because that's what it is. And what I mean, I don't mean pain in terms of I mean like not going to the party because you have to review game film or not going on a date because you got to do this. Do th- those are he, what those people are doing. Yeah, and I kind of wonder if he's just trying to manage his expectations a little bit cuz I mean, the number one draft pick for a quarterback, you you could very well be picked up by a completely awful team. Oh, he's going to an awful team. He's going to the yeah. Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. And, yeah. and and now you're you're tasked with either raising ra- raising up a ter- a terrible team or just waiting out your time until you can end a contract and well, yeah, and not only that, it basically is are you going to be Jamarcus Russell, who Greg, have you ever heard of that guy? Okay, that's my point. Or are you going to be Peyton Manning? Oh, I heard him. Yeah, that's my <laughs> point. I mean, and that's what he's looking at. Are you going to be Peyton Manning? Yeah. Who went to the Colts at the time? The Colts were like, who the fuck, the Colts. Yeah. And then he raised them up. Are you going to do that for Jacksonville? That's his, that's the expectation. Because now you're basically, if a, you're, I don't know if you're necessarily the CEO of the company, you're more or less like, you're the golden boy of the company. Well, yeah, you're the face of the company for sure. Yeah. So anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Um, if you guys have any thoughts, 
anything you want to add, hit us up on any of our platforms, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube comments, whatever. Let us know. Mm -hmm. Let us know. Let us know on both. Um, But that's what I was thinking. Hey, Greg, there is one episode left of the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. So far, it sounds like you're not a fan of it. I'm kind of not. Why is that? Interesting. (laughs) Tell me about it. I'm just, it's not hitting me in any of the feels. I mean, the way even, that, the way that did Wanda and vision do that? It did. I mean, it took like with Wanda and vision, like, yes, those first couple episodes were super corny. Mm-hmm. Like the Dick Van Dyke episode, you're like, what's happening. Right. But I, I caught on, I think, I don't want to say like, I'm like, I caught on earlier than everybody else, but I could see early on what was happening. Like, okay. Oh, whether it's Wanda or somebody else, they're going through different genres of TV shows. Mm-hmm. And I caught that kind of just from the, the promotional stuff that they put out, the previews, the spots, the stuff like that. Right. And you're like, they're going to have like a different theme <coughs> as they go through. And they're going to be like revealing secrets as they go. And so I was kind of prepared for the, like the slow start, but mm-hmm. like there was enough at the end of each episode where you're like, Oh shit. And it kind of just kept it going and going and going. And with Falcon Winter Soldier, like, I don't know. I mean, I don't, the, like, I'm siding with the Flag Smashers for one. Like, the, hey, this world sucks. And there's injustice everywhere. We've got some super soldiers that can help write it. And you're going, okay, sure. That sounds like a good thing. And... You know, Sam and and Bucky fighting over the shield. All right. Yeah, I guess. And and the other thing, we had a big discussion in our house. Like, they're talking about, hey, Steve's gone. Is Steve dead? Like, are we at a point where we're assuming he's dead? Because they talk about him like he's dead. Are you asking me? I I was like... Wow, did you freeze? What happened there? Um, no, no. I just, I, I don't know that, if you're done yet or not. That's all. Well, but I mean, there's, there's just nothing. Like, I don't care. I don't care. Okay. I don't, I don't care about his sister and her boat. The, the only, the biggest portion of this story that I care about is, is kind of, uh, no, what's Zemo doing? Like, what's his overall game plan? Mm-hmm. And Isaiah Bradley, because that to me is interesting. Okay. And um, they're not going to do anything with Bradley. I'm pretty sure I know what's in the box. Me too. Everybody so, does. Yeah. Well, you know, my that's the problem with toy but, companies, by the way. And so you go, okay, well, they've right. got well, one episode left, right? Yeah. One episode. Yeah. Okay. Tie it up. And yeah. I, I, let's get to Loki. That's, that's, I'm like, let's, I can't wait for Loki. In fact, I'm very upset. I have to wait till June, but anyway, um, <laughs> I, I tend to agree with you more than less. If that makes any sense. Like if I were to give this a grade, I would walk out a B minus. Yeah. I wouldn't, I'd rate it a C plus right now. You know, um, and here, here's the thing. I have two problems, actually. My first problem was, I think it was the f- second or third episode. 
Disney threw something in our face where I felt like you didn't have to do that. Why would, why are you doing this? Or I'm sorry. I know why you're doing this. I don't think it's necessary. Right after they left Isaiah Bradley's house, they had that episode where Sam's really upset about it. And Bucky's like trying to calm him down and cops pull up on him and said, sir, do you need help? Is this guy being aggressive? Mm -hmm. I thought that was, I don't, I'm not going to pretend like I know, but I just, to me, that was like, that's in your face and it wasn't necessary. It didn't make sense to me. Um, if you want to go that route, Isaiah Bradley's a great story to go that route with. Mm-hmm. Um, the character's actually in the comic books. He's actually gone through some horrible things in the comic books. Um, so the Isaiah Bradley thing, I'm absolutely okay with in terms of ha- him being in the story. There was that right. one small part where I felt like, what are you doing this for? That doesn't make any sense. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Okay. The other part is Baron Zemo and his mask. Look, I get it. He's an actor and he talks very quiet. So you need to maybe he didn't want to be muffled. But that mask needs to be on. And he needs they need they should have wrote it in like mm-hmm. I'm not taking this off as a he could have said like as a as a as a tribute to my Sokovia people until sure. we are rightfully avenged or whatever. He needs to wear that mask. He wore it one time to fight and that's it. Yeah. Other than that, he's just walking around with a mask. Well, but Falcon has worn his Falcon suit twice. Yes. No, no, no. I get that. I get that. Right. But we've seen Falcon suit in how many movies? Yeah. Yeah. Right. How many, how long we've been waiting for Zemo. Right. And he puts on a mask to take out two guys Mm -hmm. and that's it. That's the last time he's worn a mask. And I don't think we're seeing him anymore. I think Zemo's done. Zemo's at the raft and I, Maybe a running right. yeah, credit no, is going to be Thaddeus Ross walking up to him and saying, "Hey, I was wondering if you're interested in something." Yeah, yeah, you know, that could be. That could that's be. probably where that's going. Um, the character of Sam Wilson, I've tended to like the Falcon more with him mm-hmm. than I've ever liked the Falcon, and I'm a Captain America fan, so I've read enough comics. I've just never been a Falcon guy. I thought the whole talking to birds was stupid. Um. I'm glad they didn't do it with this, but Bucky, I wanted to see more of a, more of a badass. Cause I, I also yeah. like Bucky. I also like that character. I like, I know you're not a fan of him, but I like that character, but I expected more. I know that sounds weird. I expected more action. I expected more. Yes. Winter this soldier is, action. If that makes sense. This has been a talking heads series. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And there have been action, but I don't know. I, I I walk away I walk away not going meh, but I walk away going, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't been one, I haven't been impressed by the fight scenes no. really. No. Um even this last one where uh, oh, are we putting spoilers out there? I'm gonna anyway. Um where it was Falcon in Winter Soldier versus Walker. Yeah. I agree with you. I was very disappointed by that. I was all ready for it, too. I put a hashtag up. I was ready to go. Yeah, it wasn't. And no, it wasn't. It was very... It wasn't epic. It really wasn't. It wasn't. 
<clears throat> Everybody so, thought it was going to be Iron Man in the Civil War, the final battle in Civil War, right. which was fantastic, but mm-hmm. it wasn't even close to that. So, I mean, there's, and I, I don't, I don't blame the actors at all. No, a lot of, a lot of people. I mean, I, I think Sebastian Stan had a scene two episodes ago where they were testing him in Wakanda to see if he could yeah. resist the words. Mm-hmm. That was a great piece of acting. Yes, it I was. Mean, he went from crying, like worried, to elated. To the 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 nonverbal acting that he did. Yep. Of angry, stressed, looking like he's fighting off something while crying, looking angry and stressed. So yeah, that elation. It was like wow. That kudos to him. I thought that. Was I a agree. Great I agree. I think he's done some small little things. That if you're mm-hmm. not paying attention, you're like, you're going, I mean, if you're not paying attention, you'll miss them. But if you're paying attention that, and I do, I pay attention to that yeah. stuff. You His, go, oh, he can act. Early on when he was on the date, he had some little things in there mm-hmm. um, that were really good. That moment where <coughs> he really tells Sam why he's upset about him giving up the shield. Right. And then when that psychiatrist. Some people were saying that was ad-libbed. Like that was. Good for him because it was awesome. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. The the voice awesome. crack in there was good. You, um, you get the feeling he's very, he's carrying the idea of of a of a guy that's torn up over what yeah. he's done in his life. Well, he's like PTSD. I mean, he, he's yeah. a guy dealing with PTSD. And Sam, like, I just, I mean, for someone who even said on the show, I used to counsel soldiers with P it's like you're not empathetic at all. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not feeling anything but cardboard. Um or not cardboard. That that's wrong. I, I'm just feeling like he's like he doesn't care about Bucky at all. Like like, like just Bucky's more of an annoyance. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm not feeling the friendship there or any form of camaraderie. Um, I don't think there's friendship there. I think there's respect. Even like the scene when they're building the boat and there was some like bits of comedy in there. Even the comedy pieces, like when you, you know, Falcon's trying to like lift up the aluminum piece on the boat and then Bucky just comes and like rips the whole thing off. And then I looked at him like, that's, that's like sheet metal. Anybody could have ripped that off. (laughs) Like, like the whole thing I'm looking at, I'm like, really, this isn't, it's not hitting like you wanted to. Yeah, I well, I think it, it's almost a part of. I used to be a. I used to be a. Um, I used to say this about Will Ferrell. I used to think he was great as a sidekick or mm-hmm. a part in a movie, like a cameo part. But unless you give him something incredibly goofy, he's not going to carry a movie. Yeah, and I get the feeling that. This whole Falcon and Winter Soldier thing started when they were in the car at um Yes. When he was meeting up with Sharon Carter in Civil War when Captain it America was Yeah. And they had that small little banter and that small little like they were both like cheering on Steve when he kissed Sharon. Right. Yeah. And I think they were like, Hey, let's do something with them. You know, or when they when they fought Spider Man. Yeah. And I think they got carried away with the idea that, hey, you know what? Maybe, uh, maybe people these guys want this. Yeah, they want to see this. Yeah, and it was, um, it was kind of a. Well, and is, I think they're right. We did want, we do want to see that, but I don't think we're seeing that. That's okay. that's the issue. That's, I don't, I don't think they're delivering 
I don't think the writers are delivering. Well, I think the writers got in trouble because I think halfway through it, they had to change the script because from what I understood, the threat was uh, a virus. The flag smashers really? were going to release a virus and they thought, well, oh. okay, can't do that now. And I think that took away from a lot of things and they heard, they've heard that's I, I'm sorry. I know for a fact that was the original plot was there was a virus. Okay. Um, I don't know what they had to do after that. Maybe they're throwing this power broker in now and maybe they're making the super soldiers the main focus where that wasn't the main focus. Mm. I don't know. But um, I actually think Wyatt is a very good actor. Um, Wyatt Russell, Cap John Walker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, I guess the only question I have for you, sir, is who do you think the power broker is? Because I think we're going to find out. I don't well, think it's Sharon Carter. I think it's a red herring. I don't think it's Sharon Carter either. Um, they threw in Julia Louise Dreyfus yeah. to come in as... She was know, awesome, the, by the way. The Contessa, yeah, and she was great. Um, that's Madame Hydra. Right. That's that's that character, when you look her up, she comes up as Madame Hydra, which said she was also in the Logan movie. Not Logan, I'm sorry. Um, Wolverine, the Wolverine. Like the woman who does the poison tongue thing. I didn't realize that was Madame Hydra when I watched that movie. I didn't know that. Um, but that's what... Viper. Viper. There, yeah, and I didn't know Viper. Isn't Madame Hydra used to be Viper? I didn't know that. I thought Madame Hydra was Madame Hydra. With like the gold mask, right? With the gold mask. I thought that was Madame Hydra. Um, I just thought but, it was a green, <clears throat> green bodysuit and green hair, right? Yeah. Yep. No, I'm thinking on Lady Mas- Mask. Misty. I don't know. Anyway, Julie Louise Dreyfus is playing, I believe, the new leader of Hydra. Right. Like that's gonna and, and kind of fit. Like they're gonna do, they're gonna do the the Hydra cap. I was just gonna say that. I but it's gonna, gonna be John Walker. Yes. <clears throat> and you go, okay. Well, I suppose that's one way to do it because it's not like they're gonna do the. Cosmic Cube and you know right. no, no, bending up and everything else. So, um, so I think that's a decent way to do it. And I thought Wyatt Russell had it when he's he's not on trial, and he's not even in a court martial. No, but he's being stripped of his his Captain America title. Yeah, uh, I thought that was a great moment, and I thought he acted very. I thought he acted well. Um, he had some, again, you're kind of siding with the bad guys. <laughs> I am. He's like, you made me. I did exactly what you made me to do. And I'm like, yep, he's not wrong. <laughs> uh, and then I loved, I love that he walked out. He's like, fuck you guys. And just turned his back and, and walked away. Yeah. Um, I, but this last episode. I don't what, think it's as good as people are pumping it out as. The. The, the last the, episode, the of series. Series. no, the overall series, the overall. Right. Well, series. and this is this is, we kind of mentioned this before. What like when it came to the films, like every movie, like people have this expectation now right. of, and, and the media lies every time when they're like the best Marvel movie ever. Right. Well, you can't be thirty films in or whatever they're at now, 
they all can't be the best one ever. Right. You can't keep one upping yourself. That's, that's unsustainable. So I think what we've hit here is an okay Marvel product. Yeah. It's an okay Marvel Disney plus show. Yeah. I'm, there are a lot of Marvel properties that I go back and rewatch and some that I don't. And this is just going to be one that I don't. What are the ones you do? The ones that I do? Um, I rewatch the first Iron Man film often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Thor Ragnarok, I watch a lot. First yeah. Avengers film, I watch a lot. Captain America, first Avenger, I watch a lot. Actually, the Cap films are th- all three of them I watch. They're very good. Yeah, Somebody I, once asked me um, if you could only watch one of the three trilogies, would it be um, Iron Man or Cap? I said Cap all the way. Yeah, they're better. They're better stories. Like uh, Iron Man two, I didn't like. I know a lot of people did not like Iron Man three. I actually don't mind that one. Iron Man one's a classic, mm-hmm. but I think all I, Caps are great. I I agree. Um, if someone asked me to pick my, like, if you could only watch one Marvel film, what are you going to watch? And I'm going to watch Captain America First Avenger. I think that is a fantastic, near-perfect film. Um, it's interesting. I find Winter Soldier better. Yeah. And, and some people do, I, but I'm the classic. Because I, I, I've always, I always wanted to see Cap be oh. that way. Mm-hmm. I was disappointed a little bit in the first Avenger the first time I saw it. And then when I saw it again, I was like, okay, I know what they're trying to do now. Right. This makes sense. And this is a really good film. And then the second, the winter soldier one, I was like, oh man, it's just cap kicking ass and it's cap kicking yeah. everybody. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. So. And, and it's, I mean, I, <clears throat> I will watch any one of the cap films without, I mean, some people are like, well, don't you want to watch the one before this before I'm like, no, I don't need to do that. I will watch any of them at any time. Yeah. Um, ones I don't go back to, I, I honestly don't go back to guardians of the galaxy Two that often. No, that's not, good. um, I don't guardians I, of the galaxy is good. Gwen's just starting to get into that. Cause she loves yeah. rock and Groot. And so I showed her the first movie first. I, and that's the first time I've watched the movie since I've seen the movie. Mm-hmm. I thought I was like, Oh wow, this is really good. It is. The second yeah, one first, I didn't. The second one didn't hit me. I agree. I, I agree. was like, eh, okay, right. Um, Iron Man. See, and I'm offset. I will watch Iron Man two before I watch Iron Man three. Okay, because I like the War Machine storyline, and they oh. kind of they touched on Demon in a Bottle, which is a classic Iron Man story right. of him being an alcoholic. Um, and they never went back to it again. Yeah. Um. What else? Um, the Thor. I just watch Ragnarok. I mean, I will watch the original Thor. Every once Actually, in a while. I watch all three. Yeah, I do. I like them. I, I like them. I don't know why. I know I'm very in the minority. Um, I can see where people find faults in them. Um, the first two were very, were too much serious. The first one seems like it was, should have been basically a after or a Sunday night movie special. It, it feels a little bit like that, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like the second one, I think they tried it. Game of Thrones was at their apex during that time. Right. They tried to do something with that. I think they tried to put some sort of flavor in there with Thor. And then Tycho was like, no, dude, this is like He Man meets Flash Gordon. Yeah. With- well, and 
with with the first Thor film, Thor Dark World, and the first Avengers film, Tom Hiddleston, I think, steals scenes where he's so enraged, and then he'll have like just one tear just drop yes. down his face, and you're just like, son of a bitch, that guy's good, yeah. and and that's, I mean, that's why I will watch Thor, Dark World is to see the Thor Loki relationship awesome. stuff. Yeah, yes. but mostly yeah, Tom Hanks because he's he's great. I agree. Um, if you, you let's just stop for a second because I think okay with the first Thor you have Anthony Hopkins, uh, uh-huh. you have Chris Hemsworth, you have Tom Hiddleston, and you have who's Heimdall again? Idris Elba. Idris Elba. Yeah. Wow. Wow. With the acting. Yeah. Yeah. You've got some powerhouses there, and and American audiences didn't even know Idris Elba. No, they at didn't. the time they're like, "Who's that guy? He's got a cool voice, I guess." Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so go ahead. What do you? What were you saying? Um, well, just thinking about movies that I will go back and watch. Um, I only I, I won't go back and really watch the first Avengers. I won't go back and watch Age of Ultron, which everybody starts is starting to rip on that one. I didn't bother me. I didn't mind it. No, I think it's fine. Part of the reason I will go back and watch the first Avengers film as often as I do is that I find that is the first film where I got to see the Hulk that I wanted to see. Ah, okay. That that is. What you didn't like the really Incredible Hulk? I thought it was very good. The one or with uh, the one with Edward Norton. Ed Norton. Yeah, I think it had moments like I was disappointed in the final fight scene with oh, really? him him and the abomination. Oh, I thought it was like good. the way they did it. It it was it lacked the well it lacked like what Man of Steel had, which is like if you got two powerhouses like that just smacking each other around, the property destruction, the going through buildings, the the things like that, which we did see Hulk doing in Avengers, like okay. literally smashing through a building to get to the other side of the building to get to the bad guys. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, the Hulk smash moment was one I wanted. You've to always see. been a Hulk fan, right? <clears throat> always, always been okay. a Hulk fan. Hulk is, so, Hulk is the first comic book that I read on a month to month basis. Okay. When I was a kid, I was in love with the 1970s show. Okay. Yeah. And I think to me, and you let me know since you read more Hulk than I ever have, <clears throat> I, I think I only read the, I, I might get this wrong. Bruce Jones, that sound from writer, sound from right? Familiar? Yeah, the okay. Return of the Monster. Bruce okay, Jones. that that to me is yeah. the Hulk. <clears throat> to me, the Hulk is a story of a man, um, running from the government trying to cure. Uh-huh. No, I get that. Um, yeah. that's a part of the Hulk. Okay, when I started reading the Hulk, it was when he just had gone back to being the Gray Hulk. Okay. Well, even a little bit before that is a story called Ground Zero. Um, So it was Peter David, Todd McFarlane. But yeah, Hulk was gray again, which means he was smarter and like speaking like he had dialogue. Um, And then through that storyline, yeah, he gets blown. He's in the center of a a gamma bomb again. And so everybody thinks he's dead. And that's when they bring up Mr. Fixit. He's hiding out in Vegas (coughs) being an enforcer. But again, it's Peter David. Um, it was Todd McFarlane. It was Dale Keown. It was Eric Larson as artist for a while. All of it was great. 
Um, and, and I, I mean, I, I just mentioned there was a story called countdown. It was a, uh, I think a four or five part mini series where the Hulk is poisoned. And in that story with the gray Hulk, it was a a daytime, nighttime transformation. Oh, okay. So Bruce Banner would come out during the day and the Hulk would come out at night at night. And so, uh, fix it was doing everything he could to stay in the darkness and not go into the light because if Bruce, if they transformed back into Banner, they'd be dead in like a minute. Okay. So, but you see the Hulk getting weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker until eventually he had to like go, this is where they really started to do like the split personality kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. He had to like regress into his mind and talk to Banner to bring Banner's intelligence forth to help them solve the problem. Okay cure themselves really okay that's that sounds cool and they had the breaking i mean banner gray hulk and then eventually green hulk came out and that's when they all formed together and made professor hulk which is what we were i wanted to get in end game, end game. that's so, so that's what hang on before you finish that sentence that's what i wanted to ask you you're a big Hulk fan. Right. Do you appreciate how he went into the MCU, like how he was in the MCU? Not at all. Was it just <laughs> this steady disappointment that kept building and building or no? Well, because I love it. Like when he came out in the Avengers, I absolutely loved it. When, I mean, the moment with Cap when he's like, Hulk, and he's like, <clears throat> smash. And he like just goes off. You're like, this is exactly yeah. what I wanted him just yeah. chucking aliens left and right and like right. smashing something. That was all, oh, it was great. I loved it. I'd get goosebumps just talking about it. And you I know, still I, remember that part of him jumping all the way to the building, hitting the guy, then turning around and slamming oh, the next yeah. guy next like to him. The yeah, back it fist. was really cool. Yeah. Well, even as he's jumping through the, uh, almost like the traffic of those flying yeah. things, he just like, Bitch laps one right this guy. I mean, you're like, oh, it's so good. Um, so that was all great. And then I loved him in Ragnarok, where it's like Did you like him? Did you like him in Age of Ultron when he fought Tony? Yeah, no, I thought that was great too. Okay, yeah, me too. Okay. That was great. Um, Ragnarok I loved because we were getting there's a whole other storyline called Planet Hulk, which they kind yes. of touched on. Which um, I like that one. I also like World War Hulk. Those are great stories. Yes. Um, and again, you have, I mean, Planet Hulk and and you have an intelligent Hulk. I mean, they played yes. him down in Ragnarok where he's still a little bit beastal. Me monster. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, still kind of there, but but he could talk. Right. Which is what we wanted. I wanted to see a talking Hulk who could communicate. Um, and then we get to uh, Endgame where it's like, well, we kind of had an understanding. And he became like hippie Hulk. And I'm like, that is not Professor Hulk. Professor Hulk is all of the intelligence of Bruce Banner, the attitude of the Gray Hulk with the sheer rage power of the Green Hulk. So he's, and, it's the best one. It is, in my opinion, that like that's he's almost overpowered at that point. Okay, better like, than the ma- maestro, maestro, maestro. Sorry. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the that's the Hulk who realizes that no one can kill him, and he is like taken over the world. Right. Um. But the only time you see any show of strength is when he's so mad that uh, Nat died. 
Black Widow died, he takes a bench and he chucks it. Like yeah, yeah. You've mentioned this in the podcast before. Yeah, I, I didn't even think about that. I liked I liked that he got his ass kicked by Thanos. That didn't bother me because I thought, okay, he's gonna have his rematch. Right. In exactly. That's what we should have seen with yeah. Professor Hulk. Was right. the the reason he got his ass kicked by Thanos is because the Rage Monster actually doesn't know fighting. He's not he's not a martial just artist. Rages. He's not. He's not a pugilist. He's he's a brawler. It is yeah. absolute just swinging for the fences, you yes. know, stuff like that. And Thanos, who has a very Hulk, is stronger than Thanos. Um, like Thanos is like, but I know how to fight. Like right. I know I know how to manipulate and use pressure points and like go to the right. body, go to the head, kind of stuff. Professor Hulk should have had a standoff with Thanos, of like. All right, motherfucker, here we go. Mm-hmm. Where and, and there's so many ways they could have done it. They, you could have had Banner doing some martial arts stuff with Happy Hogan and Tony Stark. Like, well, here's a little trick. Here's a little thing here. Here's something you could try. You know, as Banner yeah. in movies before. And then when it comes to Endgame, it didn't have to be a long fight. It didn't have to be. It, he could have beat the crap out of, like, just knocked Thanos down to his knees and then, like the power stone that he did with Captain Marvel, yes, like, like grabs that should have been with the Hulk, right? I actually, if we go back to Endgame. I actually think Thor should have been the one to got get everybody back, because I have a theory that Thor is getting his arm cut off in this game, in this one. Oh, you and think I, so? I think he is. I think they're going to have to do something to where Gore the God Butcher really shows his force by, hmm. like. You know, really handing right. Thor his ass, which, which like is that. which is correct in the comics. I mean, right, Thor but that's that's where I was getting at. Like, if he would have wore the the gauntlet, it would have weakened that arm. Yeah, or it may, maybe he could have cut it off. I I don't know. Maybe would have. And then in a fight, in the fight when it was Cap, Thor, and him, he gets his hand, he gets it cut off. Right, and that is the reason why who do you call picks up the hammer? Like, they could have gone that route and. Um, I have another friend of mine, uh, shout out to Nick, is a big Hulk fan, and he was mm-hmm. pissed. He's like, like this is they they right. bitched the Hulk, like they made him a bitch. They really did, yeah. and it was disappointing. I think they did that because they don't own him. Right, he's still a Sony product. No, is Paramount. Sony Paramount Paramount. Okay. And I think he, they were basically saying, like, okay, if you don't give him to us, we're just going to make him. He's going to be in the movie, but he ain't going to be the movie. That's too bad. Yeah. And I really do like uh, Mark Ruffalo as Banner. Yeah, I don't. I I don't. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. But I don't know the character as well as you do, to be honest. I know Bill Bixby as the character. Right, and that even really wasn't as far as the comics go. Now, Edward Norton... I think he made a good banner as well. I loved Edward Norton. I, I, think I know he, he was a little bitch about it, though. He did a great job. Edward Norton as an actor, unfortunately, is what... I mean, and he'll contest every piece of this, but, like, sorry, buddy, you were tough to work with. Yes. Like, he would have... I can't imagine Edward Norton and, and Robert Downey Jr. playing well together on a set. Right. Neither can I actually. It's funny you say that. And I think that they sensed that. I think they sensed, yeah. hey, 
we got a good thing here with Chris Hemsworth and uh-huh. um, Chris Evans and Robert and and I think they all kind of I, and I don't know if this is true, but I think they all kind of put Robert on this pedestal a yeah. little bit, put him yeah. on a hierarchy. You're the alpha male, and we're cool with that, right? Yeah. Where I think Edward would have been like, "You ain't the alpha male." Right. In fact, my character can crush your character into a tin can, like yeah. a tin, like an aluminum can. Like, you know, I I could see Edward going, "You know what, Josh? I don't like this whole thing here. Right. Like, let's rewrite this." And it's in my contract that I have a rewrite. Exactly. Piece. And I think and that's what Yeah. Yeah, they'll be like, yeah. all right, thanks, Edward. <laughs> I going back to the power broker, maybe you were here when I said this. I thought maybe they were gonna bring in the leader as the power broker. I still hope they do. I don't think they're going to. I think it's I don't too think they're going to either. I because... think it's I think it's gonna be too flat, whoever it is. You're gonna go, yeah. oh. The leader's too abstract to bring in. I thought even maybe Maria Hill Ooh. as the power broker. I think it's, I don't think it's either we're not going to know or it'd be cool to me. Like, but this is me being a total geek about it. It's like, I, Von Doom had a, a girl that was like half robot, half, she had alterations to her and he was like, he was like yeah. her side. I forgot who she was, but she was like his sidekick or his like lieutenant. It'd be cool if it yeah. was her, you know, but they're not going to do it. doom yet. No, they're not going to do doom yet. I don't think, I think we'll start hearing doom around black Panther, maybe. And, uh, quantum yeah. in quantum mania. Well, that's, you know, maybe it's someone from Wakanda. Maybe it's Killmonger, you know. Although Killmonger's dead, never mind. Yeah. Not him. Yeah, it, it, uh, just someone from Wakanda. Maybe it's or you know, it's, yeah, Donna it's, Jay or it's something been like that. Zemo the whole time. Maybe, yeah, that could be too. Um, I don't think it is Zemo because isn't his whole thing uh, like he's against super soldiers? He's not like, hey, I want to make more. Maybe it's like Von Strucker. He's still around. They didn't. Uh, Oh, yeah, that's right. He got kicked in the head, and that's all we've seen him yeah. since. Um, you know what? I, I'm just afraid it's going to actually be who the power broker was, but and everybody's going to go, who? Like, who is the power I think, broker? I forgot. Like, he actually was like, he actually was a character that's that right. had got so droided out, like steroids out, like so super soldiered out that he had to have like. Like oh, oh, that's right. He needed right? like special machines or something. He was yes, so muscle bound that around. he yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think they're gonna go that route. I just hope it's. I think it's gonna fall flat. Okay, and I think it's. And I think people have built it up for it being somebody big in the universe, not right. just a new character. It's just somebody. It's somebody it's totally, it's totally gonna be Galactus. I mean, we all know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's Reed Richards, actually. Yeah, he's doing experiments. But I think that's what I think it's going to end up just being this guy. You go, what? So, hey, new show that we just started watching. And I'm what I mean by just started watching. We literally watched 15 minutes and then Gwen decided that it was Gwen time and we couldn't hear anything anymore. So we stopped it. Yeah. The Nevers. Yeah. 
that yeah. seems really fun. It's fun. Yeah. We, yes. We're going to watch the second episode tonight. Okay. Is it, it com- comes out on Sundays, I believe. Okay. Am I understanding? Again, I'm 15, 20 minutes into this. But from what I'm understanding, it's this kind of an event. The HBO, the HBO yes. Max series, right? Yes. Yes. HBO Max series. It's kind of an event that happened that yep. altered only women. And they have like superpowers, right? No and yes. Okay. No right to which now, part? That it's just women. I mean, you do. Okay. I mean, it, right now, if you're only 15 minutes in, yeah, all you've seen is women. Yeah. Um, it's not just women. But yeah, this event happened. Okay. Uh, gosh. <laughs> you see the event in the first episode. You like. You get to... It's that thunderstorm. Yes. <laughs> They're going to show more of it, right? Yes. Yeah. Why are you I acting mean, like that? I because I don't, want to, I don't want to ruin it for you. Oh, okay. I'm, like, not, I, I, I'm not... I mean, I'm actually really into it, so I'll probably go watch it immediately after this podcast. So... Yeah. Yeah. So do that. But yeah, okay. it's... Um, I was really impressed by the acting. Like, yes. the... I mean, the first episode, you, you eventually run into a woman who's, uh, crazy, um, like batshit crazy. And she played it really well. (laughs) We're at the part where they just came back after saving the girl who I think her power is. She can just speak. She understands and speaks every language on earth or something like that. You know what? I didn't pick that up, but could be because she. She spoke She's, Japanese, then she spoke Russian, then she spoke something real quick. Yeah. And that's what that girl was saying. Like she's not yeah. she's not not corrupted by Satan. She's yeah, yeah. She's not like, she's not possessed. She knows other languages. That was yeah. that was another thing. Um which is interesting. Uh Kate, who my uh, my daughter, who you guys will meet next week, she's very, very much gotten into Victorian era. I love that. Um so there's a lot of steampunk in this show and she's not, she's not like a big steampunk fan, but she's going to be all over this show because of like the social structures. Yes. And I don't know enough about the Victoria age to write. Like I, I like to creatively write in my spare time, not like my whole five seconds in the bathroom. Sure. Now that I have that spare time. Um, and this is an era I've always wanted to do. I've just never had the understanding of the era completely. I just uh, love the look of it. It's yeah, it's fun. I mean, I, it, I don't want to live in that era. Cool. That was rough. Um, but unless I was stupid rich, I wouldn't yes. want to live. Stupid rich. Yeah, yes. stupid rich looks cool. Um, yes. The poor part looks terrible. <laughs> Horrifying, actually. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's that that one, which is where I would be. I mean, I would be in the. We both be <laughs> the, the poor part of town. Um, so I mean the the uh, but yeah, the look is very cool. The feel, the the music is great. Um, and yeah, it, it was a fun first episode. Yeah. Now this is the show that Joss Whedon was a part of, oh. so they're catching a little bit of flack with because he's he's the first credit that comes up, you know. I didn't even pay attention to the credits, but go ahead. Well, you didn't see him yet. Um, written, directed by Joss Whedon. He very quickly exited the project um, with all of his issues uh, that have come up. Yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, I think it's one of his brainchilds, but I'm still going to watch it because. Oh, me too. Me too. He's not involved. Look, 
anymore. Dude, so. if it's a good story, I'm going to watch it. That's just how I am. That's an interesting. Uh, did we have this conversation about the cancel culture? I mean, do you? We'll save this for another time. But the question, question of the week, and we can discuss it later. Um, do you still watch, listen to, look at really good stuff, good music, good art, good movies, even though someone involved with it? What turned out to be a garbage person. Like, are you asking me right now, or you want to talk about? No, no, no. I think we talk about it later. But I'm I'm posing this question to our listeners, um, okay? Because I want to I want to know what their opinion is. Do like Michael Jackson, you know, was a pedophile. You can say it. Yeah, well, but he's put out some really good music. (laughs) So do you do you avoid all of his music altogether because of his issues? It's an interesting question. I know where I fall. I know where Greg falls. And uh, I guess we'll I, discuss that later. Yeah, I do. I, I want to have that discussion. Uh, cool. Jot that down because you have you you brought up something else the other time. So put that I down. Just, we'll talk about that on our next podcast. Uh, I, can, I can manage that. Yeah. yeah. So I think we'll end it there. We're about an hour 10 in. For those of you that are still listening, thank you so much for listening. For The Greg, I'm Johnny. Everybody podcast out. Have a great week. Take care.